Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Velez, a podcast dedicated to relationships, one with yourself and others. I attended a wedding shower recently and we were asked to fill out cards about our advice or wishes or blessings for the couple. And there were several women attending the shower that had been married for decades, 30 or 40 years. And as a therapist with a specialty in couples work, I of course had to ask if I could read their advice. And much of it was very similar. Advice included always be open to compromise, hug, kiss, hug, and repeat, never go to bed angry. I think this last one is a staple of marriage advice. And I remember my dad telling my husband this on our wedding day. So as we sat in our group reading the advice we were giving the bride-to-be, I asked them, do y'all follow this advice? Everyone laughed and then admitted they try to, at least most of the time. I think that's what we're after here. None of us is perfect and none of us is going to not have moments of extreme emotion where we forget to think before we speak and use our indoor voices. And even occasionally, despite the pre-wedding advice, go to bed angry. Relationship advice and one of the communication techniques that follows will serve you well and we strive for using these techniques 100% of the time. As I said in prior podcasts, I am a recovering perfectionist in many things myself. So when I have looked at my life and wondered how to implement meaningful change without getting caught in the performance or perfectionist trap, I looked for different ways to think about that change. And I happened upon the philosophy, you may have heard me speak of it in sessions, and what helped me in shifting my own thinking. Kaizen, this is a Japanese word, quite literally, it means good and change. We often speak about hating change and many people struggle with it, but the reality is life, relationships, and marriage will change. Embracing change as good is part of shifting our thinking. I remember talking to a motivational speaker at a seminar years ago about marriage and he said, You know, men get married and think this will be great and nothing will change. And women get married and think this will be great because things will be different after we're married. And both are right, he said. Embracing change serves us. And Kaizen is an Eastern philosophy for continued improvement. Kaizen is something you practice every day. And it's not about just a a workshop or a business theory. It's about making something better and doing something for the genuine good of yourself and others. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about this, obviously you can Google it and also read Katie Anderson at kbjanderson.com. So I love this word and this way of thinking about how we live our lives and how we devote ourselves to what we do as well as our relationships and how we think about ourselves, Continuous improvement. That is about the journey. Perfectionism tends to be about the end goal. When we think about continuous improvement, we're not focused on reaching perfection. With continuous improvement, there is no destination. It is a practice much like yoga. With that said, here's the first technique I would encourage you to consider using in your relationship, in your marriage. B 
Begin the conversation with one another and allow your partner to speak for as long as they need to. I generally recommend around 10 to 15 minutes. But if they need more, give them more. If you're the listener, listen for the emotion behind the words and don't interrupt. And speaker, don't blame your partner. Stay with the phrase, I feel, fill in the blank, because, fill in the blank. Often in sessions, I find couples will argue about semantics. They'll argue about the facts of a situation. And here's where the truth gets in the way. An example is stereotypically a husband waiting for a wife to get ready to go to a party. The husband's out in the car and the wife says she's coming. 20 minutes later, here she comes. She is rushed and harried. He is livid. He jumps her as soon as she gets in the car and they start arguing. He might say something like, I sat here 20 minutes waiting for you. She might feel she has to defend herself and say, well, I don't think it was 20 minutes or I told you it would be a few minutes. The argument becomes about whether it was five minutes or 20 minutes, whether 20 minutes constitutes a few minutes and how many times this has happened before. Suddenly they're arguing about the facts and here's where the search for truth gets in the way. This argument is not about minutes on the clock. It's about something else entirely that often doesn't get talked about. As a couple, if you stick to expressing your feelings rather than arguing about the facts, you might save yourself a lot of trouble. In this instance, the husband could say, when you make me wait for you, I feel like you don't value my time. I feel like I am not a priority. I sit in this car waiting and it reminds me of when my mom and dad used to fight over this exact same thing and it ruined so many family events. When you talk about your feelings, there is no right or wrong. And in this exercise, it's incumbent upon the wife not to be defensive, not to explain why she was later than she thought getting into the car, not to make excuses, but simply listen to her husband's feelings and then to repeat those feelings and validate them. When I have you sitting here waiting for me, you feel like I'm not respecting you or valuing your time. And it also takes you back to some pretty unhappy or miserable childhood memories. This conversation is very different. This conversation isn't about five or 10 or 20 minutes. This is an emotionally connective conversation. And suddenly the facts, the exact amount of time, even the reasons why, at this point in the conversation don't matter. The husband is feeling and expressing those feelings and being heard and validated by the wife. Once that's done, once someone feels understood and heard, then and only then are they able to move into the part that they own and what happened, or problem solving, or hearing what happened that caused the delay. But you can't move directly into problem solving or defensiveness or avoidance of the emotional component, which is often what we do. We move right into anger and fixing and avoiding because we don't really wanna spend the time talking about the emotion. The time talking about the emotion and feeling heard and validated and empathized with is the emotionally connected piece of communication. Everything flows from there. I encourage you to practice this conversation around all things. Practice on a daily basis. It only takes 15 or 20 minutes for each of you to share some feelings about the day or stressors or anything you want. The reason you practice this kind of emotionally connected conversation is so that when you're angry 
when emotions are heightened and the adrenaline and cortisol are pumping through your brain and body and nervous system, it's not the time to try to be thinking about that technique that therapists talked about that would help with communication. The reason you practice it is so in those heated moments, it will be familiar and more automatic for the same reason you practice anything so that it becomes second nature. When couples come in and they're struggling and looking for answers very often, I would say almost 100% of the time, they pinpoint communication as the problem. And very often it is. But when you dig down, communication is the symptom of a deeper issue. And it's generally emotional connection. Emotional connection is tied to communication. So practice this kind of conversation with one another. And if you're a client of mine, please Bring into session your experience and how this is working for you. Have a week filled with meaning and love.